Hello and welcome to another episode of Interview with a Schizophrenic. I'm your host, Duncan Tamrasinger, and today I have the great pleasure of having Matt with me. Matt is 34 years old and he's from Nebraska in the United States and has a diagnosis of paranoid schizophrenia. So welcome to the show, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm good. How's it going? Yeah, I'm doing good as well, man. So uh, all the... It's a bit of a nervous and excitement about doing my first video interview. But yeah, I think it should be fun. It should be, yeah, yeah. Should be interesting to see how it is. Yeah. Um, so how's the COVID situation with you? Uh, you, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, been a, it's been a year. <laughs> um, uh, I, uh, I work over at uh, one of the hospitals and it's been um, chaotic. But it's, it's, it, I, I've been very fortunate in that the hospital has been really great about how they've been handling things and what's been going on. Um, it, it's been, it's been a very stressful time for a lot of people. And I think that's just kind of exacerbated a lot of people's uh, uh, awareness of their health in general. Um, so yeah. it, it's not just necessarily COVID because everyone's kind of like, okay, well, is this, this, is this, that, and it, it's, it, you know, everyone's kind of high strung. It's not exactly normal time, but what what's quite remarkable is how people just kind of adjusted to it. You know, it wasn't too. There wasn't a big pack. I mean, there was kind of like panic buying, I guess, but not yeah. people just got on with it. I guess most people, I think. Yeah, there's there's been there's been a lot of people who've been taking it seriously. There's there's a lot of people in my area who haven't been taking it as seriously as they probably should have been. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I think that's kind of ubiquitous throughout the world. Well, most of the world um it's just it's unfortunate that people who don't take it seriously tend to spread it to people who have been <laughs> but uh you, you, there's there are certain things that are unavoidable but there are a lot of things that i think we could have as a country done better but that that's getting completely derailed on that it, it's been very interesting uh uh more so just with uh being schizophrenic just in the sense that it, it seems like some of the things that have been happening have just part of like a grand illusion or something. I don't know. It's, it's yes, in re- actually in reality. Yeah, yeah. It, it's almost yeah. you're just going to pretend like, oh, yeah, no, that didn't actually happen. That was <laughs> some, some crap your mind made up that you're just living through. <laughs> okay, okay, Matt. Let, let's start with the, with, with the mental health talk. So yeah. what the first question, always the same which I ask, is if you give me a brief history of how your mental health journey began, um, what were your first symptoms, um, how you got diagnosed, how you got into the system, um, just that sort of thing, to get a feel for it, so for other people to understand how it, how, this, how this condition can start at a younger age. Yeah, so uh, I guess it, it probably started when I was, like, like symptoms why I started probably when I was a, a younger kid. Um, I remember like like looking in the air and seeing things like hands in the air or something or uh, like feeling like if I weren't to do something, something bad or terrible would happen. Like uh, uh, stand in this circle over here 
Otherwise, you know, the house is going to collapse. You can't prevent the house from collapsing unless you stand in this imaginary circle that you've drawn for yourself. And I, I remember one time just staring at this toy I had and seeing it just dance. But I think at that point I was kind of sleep deprived. I've never really been able to sleep well at night. Um, but uh, uh, throughout high school, I think it just kind of got uh, construed as depression. Um, I, I wasn't really sad. I was just withdrawn. I didn't really like, uh, I guess more negative symptom wise, just didn't really have any motivation to do anything. Felt like distant from people to try to kind of lash out at like me, myself and my environment in a way that was kind of productive and uh, more of a kind of like a, I'm here kind of thing. Um, but uh, got diagnosed with depression, was put on uh, Prozac, and I think I tried out a few other things that just didn't really agree with me. So it was better off the antidepressants and on, which is probably a big red flag that it wasn't depression to begin with. Um, uh, I had a kind of a major psychotic break in college. Uh, some roommates just kind of found me huddled up, just kind of mumbling to myself. I was just completely out of it. Okay. Uh, they took me to the hospital where uh, they kept me for a few days because I, they they said I was suicide watch, but there's there's suicide watch and then there's like going to harm yourself because you you're not suicidal. You just have these weird idealations that like I, I have to like cut open my arms in order to find the implant or some mm -hmm. crap that just spews out like that. Because um, I get I get a lot of like weird self surgery kind of things. I try to like open up my hands before I try to I. I thought doctors put an implant in my neck before I try to open my neck up and try to pull that out. And, and is that out. because you were you were experiencing hallucinations or you were experiencing something which made you believe that? Uh, it was more just like I don't even know what got the ball rolling. I just know where it ended up at. Um, it's it, it, my brain tends to take things and just kind of like run with it into all these weird, crazy directions. So I I remember after one of my breaks uh, and I was hospitalized, I was convinced that one of the doctors had injected me with AIDS, which was just this mm -hmm. bizarre, like out of nowhere, just like, oh, great. Now I like I know he did that. Like, I know that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to experiment on me kind of thing. Um, uh, uh, I think I've been hospitalized five or six times. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, it's over getting the diagnosis didn't really happen until I think I was 21 or 22 after a major break. And it's just in and out of different psychiatrists and therapists and kind of a conglomeration of all of them. Uh, here's some antipsychotics. Oh, they're working that schizophrenia kind of thing. Okay. But, uh, I, uh, let's see. You know, I think I think everyone who's schizophrenic has like some kind of break or another. It's, I had a therapist kind of put it as uh, it, there's tears. There are people who have one break from reality, and that's probably all they're going to have. There are people who go intermittently in and out of reality, which is kind of where I'm at. And there's some people who are just in a constant state of delusion, which is you know there but for a little of a coin kind of sentiment. Okay, fine. So what um. So what? So in your twenty twenty one, you got diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Then what happened then? Did you because you're working now? You're obviously yeah. more stable. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was in college, kind of going through all this in my twenties, 
Um, so from probably the years uh, 17 to about 25, I was just kind of just in a really bad state. I was drinking heavily to compensate and uh, trying different kinds of meds, but this was pre-Obama, so I didn't have insurance for a period of time. So it was just kind of bouncing around and trying to find free samples or something that would work. Um, so I was, I had, I have a very good support system, which has been very helpful. Um, but I've been in and out of college the past 15 years now, uh, trying to finish up my degree. Um, I started out as a pre-med and then I switched to nursing and then biology and then just dropped out completely when my health became more of a issue. And it's kind of funny cause I pulled up my, uh, grades recently to reapply for school. Uh, and, uh, you can just see the cascading, like going downhill from the beginning. It's, it's, it's depressing in that regard, but it's, it's nice. So you know, were actually going to become a doctor? No, I, you know, I didn't, I, uh, I, I, I wish, <laughs> uh, I was originally planning on going to school for anesthesiology. Uh, and then I, uh, when, when my mental health kind of affirmed that that wasn't going to be a, a good road to go down, I switched to a nurse anesthetist. And then as school just stopped becoming an option, I left a little bit and tried to go back and finish a degree out in biology because I was close to that. And uh, I, I fell in love with cave conservation. So I did a lot of spelunking down in Missouri. And Well, I say spelunking. I, I was in cave ecology courses that took us spelunking. Um, and uh, then I ended up having to drop out completely. Uh, I moved I, I was, this was all Missouri, uh, and I moved back to my home in 2010, I think it was, and uh, stayed with my parents a bit, uh, tried, spent the last you know, 10 or 11 years getting kind of well, and um, I'm going back to school now to uh, become a counselor, uh, just because it you know, seems, uh, seems appropriate to kind of share my experiences with in a way that might be beneficial to other people who've gone through similar things. So Matt, are you experiencing any psychotic symptoms now in, at, at, in the present sort of time in 2021? You know, uh, one, one fortunate thing about uh, me is I've been very susceptible to medication. Um, there, I, I have psychotic breaks. Uh, there's, uh, I'm on a drug called Resulti. It's it's quasi new. Well, it is brand new. I think it's a modified version. I heard somewhere it's a modified version of Abilify, but it seems much better than Abilify. Um, it's worked out really well for me. Uh, my doctor originally wanted me on uh, two milligrams, but I, you know, we we worked it down to just one. I figure the less the less I take, you know, the not necessarily the better, but the less side effects I have to kind of deal with. Yeah. And there hasn't been many side effects. It just, it gets me a little bit lethargic. Uh, but uh, one milligram seems to be fine. It's it's not that I don't have psychotic breaks. It's more that they're just tolerable. <laughs> there, it's, it's more just like a, uh, it's, it's, I can handle it for what the, the amount of meds I'm on, if that makes any sense. But the, is it a negative side, the negative uh, symptoms of schizophrenia is that what's causing you issues do you think um i mean there's that there's also just kind of weird beliefs um everyone's it, the way that i can best describe it is that it feels like my brain is kind of comp compartmentalized there's just there's just different sections just kind of doing their own thing and they don't they don't cross their wires 
exactly right as they should. Um, I, I tend to mumble a lot to myself or talk to myself or uh, not like, I think everyone does to a degree, but not just like unaware of what they're doing or just like in regards to something else. Sometimes I tend to forget where I'm at, but only for like a split second. And I have like a weird twitch. I twitch every now and again. And I, I can't tell if that's just from the medication or, or just part of the disease or something completely different. Um, but uh, I do get, you know, negative symptoms occasionally. Um, I get more positive symptoms. Uh, I'll, I don't necessarily see things, but I definitely hear things. Uh, usually there are people outside of my walls talking about how they're coming in to arrest me or get me. Or I hear a lot of piano music from the outside of the room or some kind of like quiet feeling that I need to do something in order to protect myself. Do you get frustrated about the amount of understanding of your condition that is lacking from your peers and from the medical community? Is that an issue? uh, From the medical community? Yeah. I, 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 uh, I was a very, very heavy smoker for a very long time. And I've been very worried that I've, you know, caused more damage to myself than I, I think is showing. But uh, so, you know, I, I, my blood pressure has been very high lately. And you go to the doctor and some of them have assumed that it's, it's more just in my head. So it's like, well, <laughs> no. Um, so you have to kind of like really, really establish that where your grounds are and uh, on the other, on the flip side of that, not to just play devil's advocate, uh, doctors and nurses, when a lot of people, when you deal with a lot of people who present symptoms of a certain thing and you see someone who's more stable presenting a similar symptom, it's easy to, com- you know, combine them into a single unit. It, it, I think a lot of people have to remember that their doctor isn't with them. 24 seven, they don't yeah. really see all the things that they go mm. through. So it, it's, it's something that they have to kind of remind them. Um, as far as my peers go, I, you know, growing, I, I grew up gay in the Midwest. It, it's one of those things. It's just like, I, I don't have it in me to care about what other people think of me anymore. It doesn't, it, it, it phases me in this, this extent that people vote and people tend to vote for things that aren't healthy if they are not informed about it. Um, there definitely needs to be a lot of reform with uh, health insurance, uh, with you know universal. There needs to be universal health care, but that's getting off topic. Um, there definitely needs to be something reformed with access to mental health. Um, you know, if if my psychiatrist were to leave me, it would probably be about five or six months before I get into an appointment with somebody new, just because it's it. They're booked. They 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 can't take on any. A lot of places can't take on new clients. And you have to kind of work around the fact that not every psychiatrist in the area is going to take your insurance. So it's it's a it's a give and take. So um, it's quite it's kind of like an acceptance of the of how your localized world is yeah. at the moment. You can't change it, so you kind of just got to accept it and and live your life to the best you can. Yeah, and and, and in that regard, I I don't I don't care if somebody has a negative connotation about me, I, I'll say, I don't, I don't care if anybody uh, knows if I'm schizophrenic. I care more if people find out if I'm schizophrenic in the regard that like it, I, it, that's out of my control. You know, I, 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 if, if somebody knows I'm schizophrenic through me, then that's fine. You know, they, 
they either take that or they leave it or they get pissed off about it or they don't. If somebody finds out, then I, you know, I have no really say in how their brain processes that or if they see me in a negative light. And that really only affects me if there's somebody like my boss or, you know, somebody who has a say in my livelihood, which sometimes... Yeah, I mean, it's similar with me. I mean, I'm pretty open with with my diagnosis. Um, I haven't told people at my current job yet, but if they do find out by a Google search, I, I'm fine with it. It's yeah. not it's not a problem. I'll, you know, if it needs to be, I'll, I will talk about it. But the way I see it, you know, we can self-stigmatize ourselves. We can we can make us think, you know, okay, yeah, schizophrenia is such a terrible thing to have. But at the end of the day, it's just a medical condition, yeah, right? Exactly. It's, so it's akin to somebody saying, "Oh, that person has diabetes. What a you know, what a bastard." Yeah, exactly. It's just it's yeah. weird. It's, it's a weird thing yeah. to fixate on. Uh, but I'm I, a lot of people just don't know about it, and I think that's more that's more of an issue. It, it's it's more of like a portrayal in the media. You see, you see people in like a padlock room or something. Um, <laughs> there, there are there are people out there who have who have the condition much worse than I have. I, I feel like I'm better yeah. at functioning for everything considered, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you know the vast majority are need round the clock care. Um, but it doesn't take away from the fact that they do either. It's just it's just part of life and then just, just dealing with the shit. <laughs> I think you're, you're quite, um, you know, you're quite, you, you've reached a level of acceptance where you feel, you know, it's just kind of like, well, this is the way it is. That's, that's how it is. So I got, do you know what I mean? That's why I get that feeling yeah. from you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more like, um, I, it is what it is in the regard that I, I don't have, I know what I do and don't have control over, and I accept that. Um, but it's it's also more just I I I don't have any say in how a person reacts to something, or if they're willing to put time into listening to my side of things. I I I can't I can't force that on people. And if you know the idea that we've all had a life, we all have gone through things. If, if you are my age, you've had the exact same access to all the information I have and you still choose to believe certain things, um, even after hearing my side of it, then, you know, good luck living <laughs> your life like that. That's yeah. our idea for, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. It's, it's not, I, I, the, like I said, the only, the only way that it affects me is if there's voting on issues that would lessen certain burdens or create more uh depending on the sway of the outcome or whatever so it's good you're working anyway do you find your job helps you yes and no it like i said it's very uh it's not necessarily that the job itself is hard or stressful it's more just i work with a lot of people who are under a lot of stress and pressure and they uh, I don't know if anybody has worked in healthcare, but a lot of people have a bit of an attitude <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I work in healthcare it's, as well. Yeah, it's and it's it's fine. I get it. Like I get it. Uh, but you know, I, I work in, a, in an area where you you basically have to either either tell somebody really good news or constantly tell people bad news. 
So it's it's a fun way to, I guess I shouldn't say fun. It's it can be vexing to have difficult conversations all day. Um, Are you clinical? Am I what? Clinical. Cynical? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cl- cl- no, clinical. I mean, oh, are, are you no, med- no, medical? Sorry. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, no, I, I work, I just, uh, I process specimens. So it's usually if I make a call, it's because we can't run a test. Okay. So it, it, yeah, I, I work in a hospital as well. Um, I was working in a hospital in London during last year. Um, so that I've changed, I've changed sites now to, I'm actually working from home at the moment, Yeah. but at a different hospital. Um, so my career is healthcare related. Um, I work in, I, in the computer side of it. Um, but sometimes I'm based on sites at the hospital. So but I find it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Last year was strange. Yeah. It, uh, with COVID. It is. And it's, it's, it feels like it's finally starting to wind down, which has been a very big relief. Um, but you know, let's say there's always gonna be good and bad days, but my, uh, my work has been very, it's been nice to be able to get out of the house. Um, it's also, it's, it's nice to work at a place that takes COVID seriously. Um, and I feel like does a lot of good work in the community with it. Um, and it's, it's also nice in the regard that I, I, you know, I, I was able to get the vaccine, which has been helpful in in my uh, stress levels at least a little bit. Um, so it's 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 good in that regard. It it almost feels I don't know. Everything just it just felt so surreal this past year and a half that it's I guess year that it's just I don't know, just yeah. is. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean it was. It's it's still a bit. Twenty twenty one is still a bit of a strange year. Yeah. So tell me, um, what I mean, do you do you go to any? Do you do anything outside of work, outside of your home life, to help you with your condition? Do you go to any drop in centers, or have you gone to them in the past? Um, is there any anything like that? Uh, I see a therapist. Um, I see him. Uh, I, I saw him more regularly than I do now. It's, he, he's a bit older, so we've been doing it on a, a Zoom. Um, but uh, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't ring the same for me, so it's hard to, it's hard to keep scheduling like it on it. But, it, you know, it, it, I understand it. Um, uh, other than that, I, I try to eat well. I try to, uh, try to work out. I, I, feel, I honest to God feel like uh, working out and eating well has helped my mental health more than maybe even the meds but you know not not by uh not by a long shot by any means but definitely definitely more so than i thought it would initially um like i said i have have, my blood pressure reached a really high level back in 2017 right after i got married so i uh (laughs) saying that a lot it's kind of funny but uh uh after that i i kind of took my health more seriously and started i i quit smoking quit drinking uh and started eating better and started going to the gym more. Um, but this past year, not being able to go to the gym has been kind of difficult. But uh, one of the, uh, since I was taking classes at a local university, I've been able to use their pool, which I, I didn't realize how much I miss swimming until I get back in it. And I also didn't realize how poorly coordinated I am until I got back in the water for taking a year off. But nice. It, Matt. 
Okay, I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. There's two more questions I want to ask you. The first question, um, I want you to, you can talk about anything you want, anything I haven't asked you. Now's your chance to talk. If I have something that I haven't asked you, please do talk about it now. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that uh, for me, I, I've been very, very fortunate. Um, I, uh, I recognize that it, it's, it's, it's diff it, for me, it's, it's probably more different from somebody else who's had issues with insurance. I will say the most evil thing in America right now is the healthcare system. Uh, in, in that there was a period of time when I was working, and this is just a rather anecdotal story, but I think it's not necessarily unique. Um, there was a time I was working at uh, a different place and the insurance, I had insurance and I was paying a lot of money for the top tier of it um, each month. Uh, they they would only pay for my meds if my doctor ordered for some random pharmacy out in the middle of Ohio or something. Um, it always arrived about two to three weeks late uh, and it was it was the shot. So it, the way that the shot works, it stacks up on itself. Um, so there was about two or three years where I just needlessly was going out of my gourd. I was getting all the bad side effects of the meds and then I was gaining weight, but it was just completely out of control because it was so staggered wrong um and it 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 just it goes to show just how bad everything is in that regard um even my meds now like they they cost an arm and a leg but you have this magic receipt and suddenly they're like five dollars it doesn't make any sense it's just it's it's completely asinine um but there there is something to be said about uh people in poverty or in even like middle class anymore who just needlessly suffer because they can't have act they don't have access to meds it's insane and not to make a punter but it, it's mind-boggling um uh but yeah not to not to completely derail this that was just a little thing i just kind of wanted to yeah it's uh, i think uh in one of my previous episodes i was speaking to a chap from canada and he said um and i looked it up afterwards there's a new medication which they're trialing which is a nose spray Oh, have you done? If you've heard about it, uh, no, I haven't. But I mean, that would make sense. There's a yeah. lot of vessels in your nasal cavity. You will, you yeah. will get hit fast with whatever you're putting in there. It also bypasses the digestive system. Yeah, yeah. So works. you do not get the same side effects. Yeah, you would absorb it straight through your vessels. Yeah, it goes to the brain. So yeah, that would be fantastic if they, if they did, um, if that got approved. Yeah. and uh became became available i mean that that would be a game changer i i would i would think in terms of speed yeah there's uh the, one of the issues with uh, a lot of the antipsychotics is just that it needs to build up in your system and the longer it takes to build up in your system the more likely you are to build a tolerance to it so it's it's that would be that would be that would help circumvent a lot of issues with that yeah um i think uh i i think it's it's probably going to seem i don't know it seems not that it seems weird, but it seems strange to me for some reason. It just doesn't seem like it's something that I would ever think that would be a possibility. I'm going to take my meds, just nasal spray. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Matt. Um, and the last question I want to ask you, could you let me know some sort of music, what sort of genre you like? So I'll tag it onto the end of this, um, this episode. 
You know, I, I've been on a big 60s and 70s kick the past couple weeks, but I heard after Daft Punk split up, I've been on a big, big Daft Punk kick and, and you know, anything electronic right now. Just to, okay, yeah. of, it's one of those feelings of just like, oh God, I'm that was 30 years ago they joined together and I'm old. <laughs> but it, it's... It's, it was sad still at the same time. It was sad. It's quite kind of amusing. Yeah. I saw the video the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that too. Is is I get it. Like, if I were in their shoes, I'd want to retire too. But it's, it's very... Everything has to end, I guess, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, nothing that's lasts the, forever. That's the truth. Yeah. Okay, I just want to say thank you for speaking yeah. with me. Thank you for speaking on my first video interview. Absolutely. An absolute pleasure. You know, I hope everything goes well with you. Um, and, you know, just continue, continue fighting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just great pleasure to speak with you, Matt. Back at you. You take care of yourself. Stay safe.